You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see, but I'm lacking a placement. Thoughts as I rap in the basement, but my come up is legend is greatness. Welcome to the Dennis Postuma Show. I'm your host, Dennis host of mine today we have julian bradley i'm very excited julian welcome to the show thank you man appreciate it so julian you are you've done a ted talk you have a podcast Mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur you do real estate airbnb what am i missing and what all do you have going on and obviously you work out so tell me a little (laughs) bit about what's going on with your life right now yeah man so um yeah i've been doing real estate full-time since 2016 um, uh, I, I have Airbnbs. I, I started doing flips. So purchasing yeah. properties, doing complete renovations from ground up major construction. So I, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So older houses usually built around the 1920s or earlier, and, uh, usually take a lot of renovations and a lot of work, uh, invested a lot in education as for as far as real estate courses, masterminds, everything else like that. Been an avid, avid um, you know, person who just supports personal development and growing, right? So I, I got that start um, doing Cutco when I was in college. Started when I was 17, did it till I was around 24, completely changed my life at around 18. Um, well, I started off at 17, I made $30,000. And that was like the aha moment. Yeah. Uh, $30,000 at 17 with no expenses. I was like, wow, like this is amazing. So it was crazy because I was so money hungry at the time. And I asked the people who were doing a lot better than me, um, oh, how, how do I make more money? How do I make more money? And then they, they looked at me and they said, you know, you're asking the wrong questions. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, you're asking about how to make more money. You should become a better person. And I, and I looked at them I'm like, wait, what? How, how, what do you mean by that? How do I become a better person? What do you mean by that? When they said, okay, well, why don't you go to these events that we're going to? We're going to coming up in a couple months why don't you start reading these books why don't you start going to these events and um next thing you know i started doing those things and they were right they said you know be a better person become more of a person of value and the more value you add the more money you'll make so i just focused on becoming a better person of value focusing on growing myself learning more about my emotional intelligence uh and just becoming a better person and and then you know everything started to line up and uh at 18 i was able to have my own office I was doing um, training people. I had receptionists. Uh, it, it was just amazing because I was able to really grow that much over the summer and continue to grow while I was still in school and be able to not only provide opportunities for myself, but also for my friends who were interested in growing as well. And it was funny because at first everyone was kind of looking at me and laughing like, oh, you're selling knives. You know, you know, what, what is this? And the next thing you know, they started to see the success and results and see how I started to grow and change and then they were like, hey, you know, can, can you can you put me on to this? So yeah. I, I kind of just really started it. And, and uh, next thing you know, you know, real estate's always been something I've always been interested in watching HGTV and uh, just always wanted to be able to design and, you know, do work on architecture and interior design and different things like that. So I decided to invest in myself personally and uh, go to like Rich Dad Poor Dad seminar. Awesome. Changed my life. Um, you know, at the time I, uh, I think it was, they were selling a course that was like $30,000 and I was, I was going to sell my BMW at the time. I told my dad, I'm going to sell this BMW and buy this course. My dad's like, you know, they're, they're not doing anything that's like, you know, they're not teaching anything that's necessarily new, but they're packaging it in a way 
that they're you know making convenience so they can sell for that much and i was yep. like all right well you know how am i going to get this information so then i actually did something that a lot of people who are listening can also do as well which is um go to your local events and befriend the coordinator and um what i did was i actually just went to my local events the top ones and I've been of service. So I asked them, hey, what can I do to help? I showed up early. I helped them unpack. I showed, I stayed late. I helped them pack up, you know, and I did that over yeah. and over again. And just becoming a person of value that they want to spend time with, naturally, they were like, hey, at, the, at these networking events or dinners, they were like, hey, I want you to come along here. I want you to meet these people. And uh, a lot of people ask me, it's like so interesting. It's like, how do you get your first millionaire mentor? How do you first get for, I have billionaire mentors now who like I can call up and they will answer my phone. Why would they answer my phone? Because they like my energy. They like me as a person and the value that you bring. So it's not always about like what you have to give your mentor that you're actually looking to seek to get from them, right? Because they already know, they have the knowledge that you're looking to get. What they right. don't have sometimes is the, the energy, right? Or that, that, uh, that person who they can feel comfortable pouring into and opening up doors for so it's like not always about like, oh, this person knows so much more than I do, right? It's like, how can I be of service to them so that they, through osmosis, are going to teach me some of the things that made them so successful and just be of service and add value, add value, add value and show up. And can, uh, that's what kind of just kind of spring-loaded everything, you know? You can see in my seat, I'm so excited from you talking because like, first of all, I mean, there's, there's like six things that I got to touch on. But first of all, like, it's like reverse engineering. They need a mentee that they can get an ROI on. They need somebody that they're like, okay, this guy, he's doing it. He's showing up. He's doing this. He has the energy. I want my return on my investment from not financially. I want my return on my mm -hmm. investment. You know about emotional intelligence from going into, mm -hmm. if I pour my, if I pour everything that I've learned and spent all the years into Julian, what am I going to get out of it? Now I get to see this guy just go, right? And so that's mm -hmm. what happens when, because, and that's one of the things I want to talk to you about, but what is it that you think of that makes you at 17? Because I got to do this at 20 and I thought, you know, I was like, wow, if we could, because I did door knocking at a very young age as well for raffle tickets and things mm -hmm. for, for 4-H. And mm -hmm. I think of like how that worked for me when I did door knocking at 20 when in sales, right? And so I want to know what you think it is, because I haven't nailed it down yet, that puts that little gene into us of make, going out, having the energy to do that, and what advances us so quickly when I think there's something in our brain, and I, I want to know what your oh, opinion is on this, to where we, we knock on that door, we get our first year of paycheck, and then, like, for me, it was Brian Tracy. I listened to my first Brian Tracy at, at oh, 20 years old, my God. and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> here we go, you mm -hmm. know? I was like, this is what it's about. And it just, you know, lights out from then on. So tell me what you think mm -hmm. it is. What, what is it? And how do we, how do we develop that for our younger generations? Oh man. I love that question. You know, that thing that can, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it because yeah. I actually transformed my whole life just because I focused on the input that I was putting in. Right. So yep. everything that I was listening to, I was very intentional about. See, I find that as when we're younger and we're, when we're little kids, our kid, our, our parents give us parental controls, right? right? Don't watch this because it's not good for you, right? Don't listen to this. Don't hang around these people. But as we're adults, we have so much more freedom that we end up hanging ourselves with the same leash that you know, we, we had freedom for. Um, yeah, and yeah. and uh, we're not very intentional about what we're putting in. So what I did was every single day I listened to audiobooks for an hour, 
And um, the audiobooks I was listening to, Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins. And I listened to this every single day for an hour, like clockwork. And that was at least an hour. I was on the road driving to different appointments, sometimes two, three hours a day. And that's all I would listen to. And I found that if I wasn't listening to music that was raising my vibration, that I didn't want to listen to it. And I just listened to things that fed my soul, fed my, fed my mind mentally and kept me in the right mental mind space. And everything started to follow. The reason why I feel like this is so important. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it's so funny because I remember, I don't ever share this. I don't ever share this. This is actually pretty funny. So there was um, uh, an event that I did uh, in New Jersey. It was a, um, I was doing a push week and my, my goal was to, to sell $20,000 in like a week and a half. And I did this um, show and I was so tired. I ended up passing out um, while I was driving, not, not while I was driving, but while I was sitting in traffic driving and it was like bumper to bumper traffic. And, and basically like I was sitting there for so long. I think we were sitting there for 45 minutes and I fell asleep. Okay. Cop comes to the knock on the knocks on the window. Right. He's like, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, the car, I was a couple cars back. I see you're not moving. And then he, he has me roll down the window. And he's like, hey, what's that playing right now? Tony Robbins is playing. I had, my, I had my trophy strapped into my seat. I had stickers all over my car. Literally motivational stickers. He's like, what, what kind of motivational box are you in right now? And I was like, man, I'm in a, I'm in a push week. I'm, I'm selling Cutco. He's like, Cutco? My niece sells Cutco. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually one of the top in the country. Out of 50,000 students, I'm in the top 12, and I'm trying to stay there. And I'm here doing the show. I haven't got much sleep in the last few days. And I'm, I'm just have this huge goal. And I know that you have Cutco, right? So, you know, isn't it I, what I can do for you is how about I do a free sharpening and I'll give you like a free gift. I would just love to be able to, um, you know, get another appointment so I can like hit my goal for the week. And he was like, wow, I love this guy's energy. And he was so surprised that like I had so much motivation stickers everywhere. Like you can do it, like all these different quotes all over my car. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, this is my like motivation mobile, man. And I think I surrounded myself with that. And I ended up getting an appointment with the, with that officer and actually selling to him. And okay. it was crazy. It's like, you know, it, I, I, I was, I, I embodied it because it was changing who I was and I was growing as a person. I never shared that story actually on a podcast, but it was hilarious because I turned something where it could have been like, you know, it wasn't a bit of a ticket because I was just, you know, we were in traffic sleeping, but it was like an opera. I turned that into an opportunity and I just used it as like uh, a, another thing to show myself like, wow, like literally you can inspire and influence other people to think bigger, even about their own situation while you're going through yours. Yeah. And um, that's what, so while I was sitting down at all these tables um, across the tables from, um, you know, mothers and, you know, uh, dads who were, you know, at home. I was sharing them the different things that I was learning. And they were like, wow, you know, this is amazing. I, I wish they would teach us at my job. I wish they, they would teach us to my daughter, my son. And I got an idea. I'm like, wow, you know, this is something that a lot of people should know. Some of the basic skills that the most successful people do, they don't ever touch on in school. And um, I actually created a, a company later on called Success for Scholars, which helps bridge the gap between traditional education and personal development. And it teaches the habits, the skills, and a mindset that the most successful people use. And um, I, I, at that time, um, the average order in the company was like two, $275. Okay. And I, my average order was $875. Okay. 
And I was selling in the hood. I wasn't selling in the nice areas. I was selling to people where I had to negotiate, you know, why they shouldn't pay this bill so that they can make a payment on these knives for the next six months, right? So, like, it, it was, my presentation was on point. Yeah. But it came to the point where it's just like, I have to invest in myself that, you know, anything that you do, you need to make sure that you're coming up and showing up like a world-class player. I spent so much time developing my presentation that people thought I was doing this for years, and I've only been doing it for like a few months, right? Yeah. But that's because I nailed it down, right? And I think that's like that in anything. If you're in sales or anything else, a lot of times we get the scripts handed to us. But how many times do we practice it until we can like get water splashed in our face at the middle of the night and then we can recite it and it's like, boom, right? Yeah. I think a lot of us, we do the bare minimum or just enough to say that we did it versus actually becoming a pro. And yeah. um you know, that actually becomes a, a, a skill that everybody needs to have. And you need to be able to get punched in the face, like figuratively, um, when it comes to like rejection, right? So yeah. like, I used to phone every single day for like three hours, four hours. And I remember I was phoning my, I remember I phoning on my birthday one time. And it was crazy because a lot of new reps were basically just getting, um, you know, friends and family and they were getting new appointments and I'm a manager and like, I'm supposed to be leading by example. I remember just couldn't get any appointments. Like it was just really tough. And I just had to work. I was like, damn, you know, this is my birthday. I, maybe I could be going out doing something. And, and I thought to myself, no, I got it. I lead by example. And I ended up, you know, doing a service call for somebody who needed the one little pairing night, right? It was like a 40, $47 thing. Ended up going over there selling three signatures, which um, I think ended up being like around 4,500 bucks. I ended up making half of that for their appointment. And they gave me over 20 referrals that ended up lead, uh, helping me generate another, I think it was around like $15,000 in sales based off of those referrals. And $15,000 in commissions, not sales, $15,000 in commissions. And I thought to myself, wow, if I would have gave up during that time when... It was my birthday and, you know, I even had my mom come to the office and bring me a cake. And my mom's like, oh, why don't you take a break? I'm like, I'm like, hour six in now. And it's like not getting that much results. But it, it, it like really reaffirmed that it's like, hey, if you stick with it and if you actually put the time in, you know, you're going to get rewarded. Sometimes it's not going to be like, okay, boom, you, you did the work. You're going to get the results. Sometimes you, you have to get punched in the face, even if you keep on trying and keep on showing up. And eventually things are going to work out. And it's like that anything in life. I think, you know, the best, the best experiences come from when you keep on showing up and sometimes you don't get the results, but then later on, everything clicks. And it really just shows you that like, hey, as long as you don't give up on yourself and keep on doing the consistent. Every day I would ask myself, are the majority of my actions in alignment with my goal? I would have a calendar, which is color coded. And I would be able to look at the end of the week and calculate the hours. And I would look have a certain color, which is red, which is the most important things to me, which are the KPI, the key performance indicators that are going to help me move my so at the end of the week, where the majority of my actions are aligned with my goal. How can I shift? How can I engineer to and say at the end of the week, okay, if I didn't do those things, what can I adjust? How can I move this, right? How can I be more efficient in these areas? And then just become like a, a superstar. And, and you a superstar compare, talking about a superstar in your, for yourself, actually like 
proving to yourself that like, hey, I can adjust course quickly and I can continue to grow quickly. And you know, it's not about making huge changes. It's just about trying to be a little bit better every single day and figuring out how I can adjust and become a better person every day. How I'm learning and growing more about myself every day. Am I, you know, that, that year I ended up starting meditating. Um, and uh, now I've been meditating for over 10 years, completely changed my life. Before, you know, at 80, I, I was diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, and it was hard for me to sit down and like get that focused energy. But now that has been one of the biggest changers in my life were being able to, to be, and, right? And getting to choose how I want to show up rather than just reacting, right? Because a lot of times people are just so reactive and now I find myself being a lot more grounded and a lot more intentional about how I choose to show up and how I choose to impact other people, depending on the words that I use and how I show up with my emotions and also with my with my energy. And I think I think, too, you, you nailed on three things that are really big <laughs> with one. It's about the level of what game you're playing. So you're playing at a higher mm -hmm. elevated game. I tell people that all the time. You could be great at JV basketball. That doesn't mean you're playing in the NBA, right? So you're it, it yes. depends on what what game you're playing, right? You're playing a mm -hmm. whole different ball game. And one of the things you said about the last call or continuing to go on, my mentor always made us go to our first our first house at nine o'clock. That's the way it was. We were we were knocking mm -hmm. on doors at nine o'clock. We said you never quit before seven. Never quit before seven. If it's six fifty-four, you don't quit. You go to your next call. And I don't know how many times, 654, 658, 701, knocking on that last door. It's an enormous day for sales. And what it's so crazy that when you persevere mm -hmm. through. And the other thing about your presentation is talking about that is you have to go out and, like you said, get punched in the face with as far as constantly. It doesn't matter how good you study the script and all your materials they give you. Those are great and you need to learn it. But you need to go out and get that rejection mm -hmm. right in your face all day long and yeah. just keep on. If the person you become is what's going to attract that that money, like you mentioned, the person that you yeah. have to become to get to that level, that's that's oh, I love that. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. That's a good statement. Talk to me, talk to me a little bit, Julian, about mentors and how important they are to you. Because I mean, I know you've got a few stories around that, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know. Mentors have been a, a major point in my life, and I'm going to talk to you about actually how to get a mentor for anyone who's listening, because I know sometimes that could be like the word like, oh, this person's a mentor, but okay, what does that really mean, right? And like, how do you get a mentor? Um, first, it starts from being valuable. Uh, I always say that like, if you have one to $5,000, invest it in yourself, right? Invest it in your brain, because you want to become a valuable person that they want to spend time with. You know, after you have the first five to $10,000, now invested in a mastermind. You invested in a mastermind to spend time around other people who are like-minded, who now you're in a circle where you are be able to add more value to other people. And now that you're able to add more value, you're able to have deeper connections. I think a lot of times people just try to jump to jumping in the, uh, the, the room with high-level people, but not have a lot of value to offer. And um, that comes off as like being a taker. And yeah. Adam Grant talks about this in his book, Give and Take, where it talks about givers and takers and other givers and takers and other things like that and all the different combinations. But at the end of the day, you want to be a person of value who's always giving. And you don't 
have a lot to give if you don't have a lot to share or, or help people with in different aspects. And, you know, you just got to figure out what you're good at and what the things that you can bring to somebody and how you can help them. And um, some of the biggest ways I've gotten my mentors is just investing. Um, you know, my first mastermind, I paid like $5,000 the first year to go to, um, to be a part of the mastermind. And every trip was like $4,000. And um, when I went to these trips for like 4, 4K in like Cabo, yeah, I could have went for $1,000, um, but I ended up, you know, spending an extra $3,000 to be in the right room, to have the right conversations. And based off of those things, now I was able to have my first, you know, be able to connect with people and now get my first billionaire mentor. And it's funny because, you know, even to this day, um, I'm, I'm able to have these deep relationships and have multiple billionaire mentors who can call, who I call and they answer. For example, I was actually over at Greg Reed's house, one of the, um, you know, he's part of the Think and Grow Rich Foundation. He has a secret knock event and everything else like that. Amazing event. And um, I remember one time I got, I finally got the introduction to go meet him. I've been trying to get invited to his events for I think three or four years and I didn't have a personal connection. I finally got it in. I'm sitting down on his couch and I'm talking to him and he's like talking about mentors. He's very big on mentors. And I mentor and I mentioned one of my biggest mentors, Jeff Hoffman, who created Priceline and um, he created an airport kiosk that we all use at the airports and stuff like that internationally, right? And um, he has a bunch of other companies too, but um, I mentioned that he's my mentor. And he's like, Jeff's your mentor. So yeah, Jeff. He's like, okay. Took out his phone, snapped a picture of me, put it, sent it, did like this, put it back in his pocket, and then kept on talking. Oh my gosh, yo, put the lean on the phone. And then he had the biggest smile, and he was like, wow, like you weren't kidding. Like Jeff actually really likes you and actually cares enough about the call right away. And um, it was funny because earlier we were playing, I was playing basketball with um greg and guess who calls him richard branson like this is the type of people who he's in contact with and like it was just crazy because you know it just shows you that it's more than just like knowing people it's about like having a connection with them deep enough to um have them answer the call when you call or like when someone else mentions your name how are they going to respond right and i ended up doing um i ended up speaking at this event it was over like 800 students um and I was the MC for the event and also one of the speakers. And Jeff was one of the, the keynote speaker. And he loved the way I interacted with the kids. He loved the way how I con- helped control their room when some kids were getting rowdy and stuff like that. And just like, you know, kept everything smooth and copacetic. And um, that led to other opportunities where I was able to work with Jeff and be able to go on different trips with him. And like, it was just an amazing opportunity because it's like one thing springboarded to the next springboarded to the next and just being in those circles it's a small world right so it's like now I'm able to add value to some of the highest level people and then now they share now when I'm at different events that he's like keynote speaking at again and we have that connection and it's like like I go past people's biases right and I remember and this is funny because now that I think about it, I used to have to do this a lot when I was doing Cutco. I wore suits everywhere I went. Right. I wore suits. I wore uh, not, not, not only the suit, but the lapel, had the matching, you know, pocket square. I was all done up. And <clears throat> I did this because, one, I was probably like, I was like 18, 19, and um, I was trying to sell a high ticket item. And um, I'm sitting down with people and to break through their bias of what they thought 
about me instead of me just showing up and like you know now I'll show up in like a, a t-shirt or whatever you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's different but it's it's interesting because um you know especially depending on how you come up in America I mean everyone has different backgrounds but certain people have certain social biases and certain people have to work harder than others to break through people's mental biases and that's completely okay just understand where you're at and understand that you got to show up and then show up right you gotta you know it's so funny when people you know might they might see you and then think one thing and then they hear you talk and they're like huh you know you know i, I want to listen to this guy right yeah. and it's like goes back and shows you okay what value can you add right how can you help people yeah. and just learning to hone your craft hone your gifts so that when you do connect with people of value oh, and that, let me take that back everyone's a value everybody yeah. is value right when you do connect with people who are able to springboard your career or able to, you know, connect you to the, you know, unlimited connections, you got to be the type of person that they want to surround themselves with, right? It's not this is just like a, hey, how are you doing? Like, like you know, keep it moving, right? It's more of like, I want to I wanna hang out with this guy. I, I know he's 30 years younger than me, and I know he's, you know, completely different wealth bracket, but there's something about this guy that, if, I, if I'm going to pour into him, that this is going to be an opportunity for me to really um, not only share my experiences so that, you know, I can help this person grow, but this person is going to pay it back and help other people grow too as well. All right. So on that, on that note, Julian, what, as far as, you know, there's something you said there that reminds me of, I remember a guy, I, he always made us stress our suits our regional he was not even a regional he used to be the regional manager he's like you have to wear a suit and i remember having that conversation with no you have to wear a suit until you know what you're talking about <laughs> and i said then you know yes the first impressions are important and i don't want to disregard that but then you know mm -hmm. once they realize wait a minute this guy's in a polo and khakis versus mm -hmm. this guy's in a suit but who knows so i always tell people dress for success until you mm -hmm. know until you get that level and if you have that mm -hmm. level of confidence and they people know what you're talking about then it's a different story because all of a sudden yep. they're like oh hey julian and then boom it doesn't matter mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i love that i love that you mentioned that because it's it should encourage people to get to that level to where it like you said they want to be surrounded and what do you do julian to stay confident because i love the, the way confidence exuberates from you and like your energy so what do you do daily to stay confident Mm. I'm going to share with you something that completely changed my life. Okay. And um, everyone can do it. And it doesn't matter what level of personal development you're at. Okay. I learned this from Kevin Trudeau. Um, and it, it, he was talking about in his um, audio series, um, getting, I think it was uh, getting more. Uh, no, that's, that's Stuart Diamond's book. Um, whatever. Uh, you can look up his. Is it the blue one? Is it the blue one stuff. that has the. Uh... The blue audio series is it that yeah the one yeah that, um yeah your your wish is your command yes your wish yep. is your command yeah your wish is your command so he talks about being aware of your energy right so it's so interesting because on my phone right here I have a, a app that's called Strides yeah I know you can't really see it but every single day I have a list over here to feel good now tap into my vision gratitude and I have a list of different things I need to do every single day okay and. Um, for example, when I double, when I triple tap on the back of my phone,
and then the, the Tony Robbins priming music comes on. And so I don't even hear that right now. So, every, so throughout the day, I would do certain things to reground my energy and be aware of my energy. So the thing that Kevin Trudeau talks about, um, I should have said that then, but the thing that Kevin Trudeau talked about is um, being aware of your energy, what it is right now, right? And it doesn't matter how good you're feeling. Ask yourself, what can I do to feel a little bit better right now? If you're feeling amazing, what can I do to even feel better, right? Do I need to give? That's usually the highest level, right? You know, if, I'm, if I just made, you know, $10,000, $15,000, what can I do to feel even better? Oh, well, I can give. I can be more of service, right? If, if I'm feeling really bad, you know, what can I do to feel a little bit better? Do I need to change my posture? Do I need to change my tonality? Do I need to take up space? Do I need to shake? Do I need to dance? Do I need to just change my energy? Being very aware of how you are energetically right now and then asking yourself, what can I do to feel a little bit better consistently? I'm talking about once or twice an hour. If yeah. you ask yourself that question over and over and over again, your brain's going to get tired of answering that question. And when it gets tired of answering that question, guess what? Your brain's going to automatically tell you different ways to ramp your energy up. It's going to notice that like you're sitting like this and it's going to be like, sit like this, spread that energy, smile, yeah. right? If you're sitting in your car and you're just sitting like this, right? What can you do to change? But can you smile while you're driving, right? Can you change your energy? And just being aware of your energy at all times and figuring out how you can get a little bit better has been like the game changer for me because that is the snowball manifestation method for creating more abundance in your life, creating more manifestations in your life. Because everything happens when you're feeling good. When you're feeling good, you're able to create more of an abundant snowball in all different areas of your life. And things just naturally come into fruition, just like us, right? Yeah. So I'm always asking myself, how am I feeling right now? What can I do to feel a little bit better? And putting those things in place, like uh, um, not a checklist, but like a, uh, a goal tracker on my phone to make sure that I'm hitting these certain things throughout the day. Make sure that I'm tapping into my vision and actually closing my eyes and actually just visually visualizing the things that um, are going to inspire me to take it to the next level, visualizing my perfect life, visualizing, you know, where I want to live, how, how I want to spend my time with friends, you know, what kind of experience that I want to have and actually living in those states so long that you actually bring your vision that you have for yourself over here. And you can't even tell the difference between vision and reality. And then soon one day they'll just merge. And then next thing you know, you're living in the vision that you wanted to have. And it's crazy because this happened this year. Last year, I was living a block away from the beach okay. over in San Diego. And I was always walking to the beach every morning, doing my miracle morning, sitting out there meditating. And I would just close my eyes and I would, I would hear the waves crash. And I would picture myself in my bedroom, hearing the waves crash. I picture myself in my living room, hearing the waves crash, just being able to open my Ah, there's the ocean, right? And it's crazy because about seven months ago, I moved into uh, a new house, which is right on the boardwalk, oceanfront. And I have my master suite. And now, guess what? I open my eyes and I see the ocean. I close my, I, I close my eyes and I hear the ocean. And I'm in my bedroom, right? And it's like, it's, it's giving me goosebumps even talking about it, yeah. right? But I did this for two years, closing my eyes and visualizing that this was my house and I'm sitting in a park. I'm like, right, you know, and guess what? Now I'm living in my manifestation in my dream. 
And it can do this for all areas of your life. And it's, it, I'm a cancer and I love water. So like, this is a major thing for me. And I always wanted to live on the ocean, always wanted to do that. And it's like so crazy how like, if you're aware of your energy in that same park where I was uh, talking about like, okay, how can I raise my vibration? How can I raise my energy? I, I started noticing these older ladies over there practicing Qigong, right? Moving slow and then moving the energy up and then moving in, like focusing on their breathing. I do yoga every day. So I was like, what are they moving slow? And they're moving this energy and they're breathing. And I start talking to them and I'm like, wow, okay, let me try this. So I'm over here practicing with old ladies at the park doing Qigong and actually focusing on channeling, channel, channel, channeling my energy and getting aware of my energy and aware of the space that I'm taking up and aware of to expand my energy and just getting in tune with my energy. And next thing you know, I can walk in a room, don't even have to say anything. And people are like, wow, I like your energy. And, I, and it's crazy too, because sometimes, sometimes I'm not in the highest vibration. Right. Um, and I, and, and I ask myself, like, I'm at this event, like, oh, I'm kind of tired. You know, I'm just going to be here. I'm going to connect with a few people. But then naturally people start coming to me and they start talking to me like, oh yeah, I really like your energy. And it's crazy because your energy is a, it's like a vibration. It's a frequency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, one of the, one of the things that I, uh, that changed my life, one of the things I learned, um, in the book, um, the, the law of abundance by SD Buffington. Um, they talk about uh, being a frequency emitter stronger than a cell phone. So, for example, if I pick up my cell phone and I call a number right here with a certain dial, right, I can call China or I can call Japan, I can call Australia, and it'll ring and then it'll ring every single time. We're stronger than that cell phone, right? We're our, our our frequency emitters are even stronger than this little plastic and, and you know glass that we have right here in our, in our pockets. And it was very interesting is when we're able to be more aware of how we're showing up. It's like every single the more detailed we are about how we are about our energy and how we're showing up, the the stronger our frequency is, and the more accurate we can consistently manifest. Right. And it doesn't matter where you are in this world. You can attract things. You can attract the people, places, and opportunities. Every single morning, I, I ask myself, you know, I attract. I tell myself, I attract the right people, places, and opportunities in order for me to attract my achieve my goals and help others do the same. Every single day, I achieve, um, you know, synchronicity with this, and I attract the right people, places, and opportunities in order for me to achieve my goals and help others do the same. And like literally, it happens all the time, but it doesn't happen unless you believe it. Yeah. And the last thing I want to mention on this, which is going to be a major tip that your audience is going to love. All right. Oh my gosh. This, this is, this is a major hack right here. I'm giving you, I'm giving you good. <laughs> so the major hack right here is actually, I attract front parking spots anywhere I go at any time. Doesn't matter what time of day it is. Doesn't matter how busy it is. When I pull up, someone's pulling out or when I pull up, there's a spot perfect there waiting for me. And I've been, I can put money on this. I've been doing this for over 12 years, over, oh over 12 years, actually, now. And I pull up, and it's so funny because sometimes my friends are like, oh, this is a front parking spot. And I pull up, and there's sometimes no parking spot. I'm like, it's okay. Let's do another lap. Boom. Next thing you know, someone's pulling out, and then it's like, boom, right in the front. I'm like, I told you so, right? <laughs> and it happens. And it's crazy. It's crazy because, you know, where it all starts, it starts from belief. And it starts from the belief, and then you emanate that energy. And that energy out there is going to give you what you believe. 
And the crazy part is every single time it happens, I'm not surprised, but I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And I'm like, I'm so thank you. I'm so thankful that this happened again. This always happens. And I'm so grateful that I always get front parking spots. And it always happens. And I'm so great. And I always thank you. I'm like, thank you so much. And it's so crazy because it's like, my friends will laugh at me, but they're like, holy crap, like this actually works 100% of the time. And even, even to the point where I actually manifest other people's parking spots. If I'm driving with someone else and they're following behind me and it's busy right. parking, busy parking hour or whatever, I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm, you know, we're going to get two spots. And that, that happened recently. And, you know, my friend, he, he ended up trying to park farther down the street, um, you know, around a couple corners. And I'm like, bro, where are you going? I'm already parked right in front and I have a parking spot right for you. He's like, what? You have a, how do you get two parking spots over this, in this, right in this beach area? I'm like, bro, man, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I attract Listen. the right parking spot, right? You just came with me, man. There's a parking spot right here waiting for you. I'm, I'm standing in there. I already parked my car. You know what I mean? And, it, awesome. and it's that belief that you're able to actually do that. You are able to create that in your life. And like, that's something that you can apply today right doing the application about how your energy is right now and how you can raise your vibration you can apply that today you can ask yourself what can i do right now while you're listening to this audio or watching this video to raise your vibration do you need to stand do you need to dance do you need to move do you need to change your posture your tonality right so it's like doing these things and being aware will help you get to the next level manifest everything you want I, man, I could not agree more. And, and just to throw out what you said about the Kevin Drugo's program of uh, uh, your wish is my command. That is priceless, by the way. That whole thing is it's mm-hmm. not a lot of people know about it. So I, I'm, I'm one man and think about how we connect and how we're going. That's awesome. Like, can we touch mm-hmm. on really quick? And I know we're almost out of time, but can we touch on mm-hmm. how, what part you think gratitude plays in all this? Because I'm a big believer in the gratitude journal. In fact, I'm going to get your address because I want to send you one. Um, I'll have oh, you text you. it to me later. But talk to me mm-hmm. about talk to me about how big uh, uh, gratitude plays in all this. Oh, man. Gratitude is a state of being which I live in. I live in joy. I live in gratitude. And those are things that, you know, I completely repeat to myself but i also experience i live in a state of gratitude so that i can experience more things to be grateful for i look outside and i'm grateful that i have vision to see i see birds and i'm grateful for them i I, I see my life everything i do i am in gratitude for those things i'm even grateful for the things that i don't even want because those are those things are helping me experience contrast that can show me the things that i do want Right. So it's like I live in a state of gratitude and I'm always shifting my perspective that even if the things that I'm experiencing aren't necessarily what I consider what I want currently at this moment, I know God has a better plan for what is he's given to me. And I know that sometimes, you know, things can seem to be, oh, man, there's there's not that much to be grateful for. But, man, if you focus on that, that's exactly what you're going to get. And what I found is wherever you go, there you are. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to attract who you are. And I see people sometimes talk to me and say, man, it's so hard for me to connect with people like you or like people who are like, you know, thinking at a higher level. And I'm like, why is that? I go to anywhere and I connect with people like me. Right. And it's because <laughs> it's because I, it's because you attract who you are. You attract people yeah. who are grateful people who are people who are grateful and you got to make it make it to a practice the first thing the very first thing before i put my feet on the bed before i put my feet on the ground for my bed i and i also say a prayer 
thanking God that he blessed me with another day, another opportunity to be God's light, shining God's light, for blessing me with my family with health, my friends with health, you know, and I am health. I am joy. I am these things. I am gratitude. Now, these are the these are the affirmations I say to myself before my feet touch the ground. And I don't open my phone. I don't do anything until until these things are done. So that way I can control what the input is because I want to create the output that I want. And everything that you put in is going to determine what you put out. And I only put in gratitude, love, joy, and through those things, I emanate those things. And now all of a sudden, I'm just consistently radiating these, these frequencies of joy, abundance, synchronicities all the time. Why? Because I make that who I am and what I live in every day. And that gratitude state with it just mixes with the joy and you cannot be in a negative state when you're pulling in the gratitude and you're handing out the gratitude. You just can't do yep. it. I love it. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. So anything else, Julian, that you want to touch on before we, before we end the podcast? Yeah. Um, one last thing. I think we were touching on it and, and that's goes back to investing in yourself. Reading. Yeah. You may, I see that you have all those books behind you, man. Reading has changed my life. For those who are listening right now and they're the type of person who's like, man, I'm only going to type of listen to books or, you know, I'm only going to watch YouTube. There's something about sitting your ass down in the chair and reading. And you couldn't pay me to read when I was younger. And I think this is because when we were going through school, sometimes reading um, gets associated with pain because it has to do with homework or something like that that's dry and something that you necessarily don't want to do to fill out and do something that more that you don't want to do, right? Yeah. And we associate that in our brain with pain. And I'm inviting you. And I'm challenging you to change your perspective, uh, change your perspective because you're shutting yourself down to so many opportunities because when you sit down and read, it, it opens up so many more areas of opportunity because, you know, when you sit down and create the space to read, you know, one of my favorite quotes from God says, be still and know that I am God. A lot of us are moving too much to even hear the intuition and the voices to actually give us guidance. And sometimes when we're sitting down and we're reading, you're quiet. And not only are you reading, but all of a sudden now you start to hear voices. Now you start to hear thoughts and ideas that you never even conceptually even thought of before. But now it's like, where's this coming from? Oh, wait, now I'm sitting. That's the same thing about meditation. You sit down and now you're going to be just having a clear mind all of a sudden genius idea pops in genius idea right like intuition just comes in right invest in yourself jay papazan did this uh and when he wrote the book the one thing in the the i'll give it to you the one thing the the whole theory of the book what's the one thing that i can do such by doing it everything else becomes easier or necessary that's the focusing question in your life in your business in your health what's the one thing that I can do such by doing it, everything else becomes easier or necessary. And you figure out that one domino and then you just figure out that how you can knock over that domino and get a, a ripple effect. So when I, when I read that book, book changed my life. Um, he basically said one thing and I, I, I'm going I'm to end it off with this. You know, I, I did a call, um, not a call. I was at an event for Cutco, actually one of the top reps um, that went to these events. Um, like it was a top rep event in Florida we flew out there for him and uh, he was doing a talk and he was saying, you know, how we should, 
you know, do these things. And I came up to him afterwards. I was like, hey, where can I learn more about this book? And he said, hey, yeah, didn't you get the book? And I told him, yeah, I did get the book. But, you know, I, I gave it to somebody. Or I think I might have thrown it away. He's like, why, why did you throw it away? I was like, well, I don't read. I listen to audiobooks. I do this. I show up to conferences like this. And he, I never forgot this because he looked at me like I had five heads. He was like, you don't read? How do you ever expect to be the top of anything that you do if you're not reading? Oh, I, I, I do this. I do this. I do this. He said, listen to me. You know, the average person maybe reads two to three books after they graduate. You know, the average CEO reads 50 books a year. And then there's you who reads zero books. Over the course of 10 years, who do you think is going to be able to see more opportunities, solve more problems, create more value in their space, and be seen as an expert? The person who reads zero, like you, the person who reads, you know, maybe five to 10, or the person who reads 500? And I was like, shit, the 500. And he's like, exactly. So you know what you need to do. Ever since that day, I sat my ass down. I carved out at least 15 minutes a day to read. And that completely changed my life. I started reading negotiation books. I started reading other books that actually helped change my perception about different things. And actually, I started to get results. I started to get results in my life. And I was like, holy shit, I read this book, I implement it, and now I'm getting results. Read this book, implement it, I I get paid. I get these discounts. I get these things. You know, I, I create these relationships. I'm like, wow, I've been sleeping on this my whole time. So I'm inviting you guys. And I'm challenging you guys, if you had that thought pattern, you had that, that, that false narrative, that belief that you start to shift it by just reading certain books that you can apply in your life, right? A lot of the books that you have, you can apply in your life and start to see the results. Yeah. And next thing you know, boom, everything's going to line up because now you're spending more time getting to know yourself. You're investing in yourself and you're not looking for external things to distract you, you're going within and then you're going to find much more entertainment than any sports team or any TV show or anything can ever give you when you focus on yourself. And I want to touch on what you just said too, Julian, is implement and apply what you've read. That is missing Mm -hmm. piece that so many people forget. It's not just reading it, implement and apply it. Like you nailed it, right? That's spot on, man. That's a hundred percent. Two questions, two questions to ask yourself real quick. What did I just read? When you ask yourself, what did I just read? Make sure you say it out loud. Because a lot of times we read things and then close the book and we don't remember what we read. If you ask yourself, what did I just read? And speak it out loud, even if it's to a a dog, a cat, a friend, whatever it is. Now your brain has to conceptualize it and actually create a a concept and, and, and speak it. Now it comes into a different level of consciousness. And then the second question that you ask yourself, how can I apply this to my life today? When you ask yourself that question and verbalize it now, you say, oh, wow, last week I could have done this. Oh, in the future, I can see how I can use this in this situation, right? And now it comes at a deeper level of consciousness rather than you just flipping through pages. Now it, it's like solidified. Yeah. And I love that because so I, what I did is I started when I, I used to read books and I'd highlight them and, you know, take some notes. I get frustrated. So when I wrote my books, I created a workbook with each one so that I would not. So I'd have something to flip back through to be like, okay, here's, here's what you did. Here's a, just, I love that, man. That's so awesome. So Julian, thank you so much for being on the show. How do they get a hold of you? Julian Bradley TV on all platforms. Um, you can go to julianbradley.com. 
to connect with me there too as well. I'm happy to be of service and, uh, you know, I want to be God's light, shine on God's light. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same. What a blessing. Thank you so much, Julian, for being on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this, this relationship and where we're going and what we're doing. So thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hope they be on here soon again. Yep. Thank you. Look, I am just a man on a mission. If I want it, then I get it. I go. And if you're trying to test me a beast, you're going to need Liam Neeson. The chance that you're taking is flagrant. You're testing your luck. If you think you'll make it out, then you're sadly mistaken.